Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Couture Conversations Podcast. This episode is a bit unique. We've never done this before, but I was on another podcast, and I wanted to share it with all of you because I absolutely loved it. The incredible businesswoman who interviewed me, Alicia Esposito, did an incredible interview, and I want to share it with you all. So this is a recording of the podcast I did on the Retail Remix. Such an incredible podcast. I can't say better things about it. All things about closing the gap between digital and physical luxury experiences. I can't wait for you to have a listen, and I will see you on the other side. And I'm curious if there are any interesting nuances or differences in like how these different brands are connecting the tech implementations, the like, I guess, validating the investment from a business perspective. Because like I know for luxury in particular, like there are a few key narratives or macro issues like global expansion, reaching Gen Z, like developing a long-term path to sustainable growth. Like, are they having conversations with you that they're like trying to connect the use case to a bigger goal or a bigger objective for the organization? And is there any interesting overlap there? Yeah. So I think all companies right now are trying to figure out what kind of an experience they want to have for their customers. And when I'm talking to these both small and large brands, some of the priorities are really just going to revert back to why they started to begin with. So a lot in, the, in today's climate and in the way that the market is moving, buyers and customers, they want to feel connected to brands. And the only way that brands are able to do this is to share their unique perspective on what they do and why they do it. Why would a company, I'll stick with the jewelry example. I guess I need to like get by some jewelry or something. It keeps coming to mind. <laughs> but why would a jewelry company begin and start in the super saturated market that the jewelry market is? I mean, I bet you and I both can think of probably 15 brands off the top of our head in five seconds. But why would a company begin in that area? It's because they believe that they're able to offer the customers something different than everyone else. That little piece, that golden piece of information is what customers want to know in order to feel connected to the brands. So a lot of these companies are stripping back all of their, we can do this for you, we can do that for you. Instead, they're sharing their stories of what makes them unique and also why customers want to be shopping with them in regards to storylines of what really makes them special as a brand because customers now i mean i can't speak for every customer 
But when you're buying a luxury good, you need to feel emotionally connected to the brand. And the only way to do that is through storytelling. And the great opportunity, oh my gosh, I get so jazzed about this. The great opportunity is that with the virtual space, you can do that so seamlessly and so beautifully. You know, there are so many options and positions that companies can take to do this and to position themselves. But I really think that their priorities come down to now, how do we resonate with our customers? And it's companies like myself or other consulting agencies to say, hey, let's have your people, your salespeople, your trained salespeople be able to tell your story and embed it into the sales process. That is what's going to sell. That's what's going to upsell people. And not so much focused on gaining new customers, but it's retaining the already existing ones. Because I think everyone in retail knows it is immensely expensive to seek new customers. And over 50% of luxury retail customers are return customers. And it actually accounts for over 70% of their revenue year over year, which is mind-blowing to me. So I think that now more than ever, it's a couple things. It's the customer experience. It's the story. And then third and final, it's really going back to why they started their company to begin with. That's interesting because, again, when we think about how digital has been avoided for so long by luxury brands, it was that that assumption that digital somehow means, you know, being one to many, like I said, but also straying from the heritage of the brand. So I think your point is ultimately that in a way digital reaffirms or can reaffirm that heritage and the why behind the brand, but also amplify it, which I think is really the core benefit that, you know, as we think about growth and as luxury brands in particular think about long-term positioning, that's really that really nice correlation or cross-section of benefits. But let's get into like the tactical side of things, because obviously there is value in virtual experiences and digital presence. But let's define this a little bit more for our listeners, because I know beyond strategy, they're thinking about channel mix, they're thinking about integration of, of channels. So when we talk about virtual experience in this case, or, or through the lens of conversation couture, what does that mean to you, to your clients? Like, how is this, how is this implemented? How does it come to life? Yeah, I think that's a really great point to kind of kick off with is what is a virtual experience? It's a question that we get all the time. What is a virtual in-store experience? What is a one-to-one? What is a one-to-many? It's very overwhelming for anyone who's not in this space, who doesn't live and breathe it every day like I do, or like you know a CMO would, or these new amazing positions where companies are hiring chief of CDOs, chief digital officers. So a virtual experience and an online experience are two different things (laughs) to just kind of specify that. So a virtual experience, we'll start there because that's definitely the new terminology that keeps being thrown out. And I'm sure you've heard it a lot too. So a virtual experience is anything that is not in person. You may be saying to yourself, okay, well, doesn't that imply an online experience? So virtual means that you're able to interact with the brand and or a person within the brand, not in person. So A virtual interaction can be anything from setting up a one-to-one appointment 
So for example, if you're interested in making a large purchase with a luxury brand, which is actually pretty common, people will want to make a large purchase in the thousands of dollars. Well, this purchase isn't going to be made on a whim. You're usually going to have a couple of conversations with the sales specialist or the person you're working with or doing a ton of research before you decide to spend tens of thousands of dollars on an item. So that piece of it is really interesting. So we call it a virtual experience, but most customers know it as a virtual appointment. (laughs) COVID definitely coined that term, a virtual appointment. So you could stay in touch with your customers, your existing customers, and potentially anyone that's new and coming into your site. If they're curious about your brand, you can do a virtual one-to-one meeting with a sales professional to go through a normal interaction as if you were in person. There are now tiers to this, which is incredible. So Instagram, I think, has like started the one-to-many live streaming. And that's typically what people know when they hear live streaming or live shopping. Before the QVC days <laughs> um, or during the QVC days, you know, the one-to-many approach was the it experience. But now there's technology that can facilitate a one-to-one in-store shopping experience with trained professionals. I can drop a couple brands that I actually think does do a really great job with this. Shout out to Clarence and Watches of Switzerland. Y'all do a great job of this facilitation of a one-to-one customer experience. The thing is, is when you're offering a one-to-one virtual experience, you need to have people that are dedicated to that role. And that's the missing piece that a lot of companies are missing, where you can't expect someone from a sales floor or a sales floor background to just jump in to facilitating a conversation with a customer in a virtual setting. The cadence is different. The questions are different. The interaction is night and day. Then you have your one-to-many approach where live streaming companies will do a streaming of their store, present, and it's kind of like a QVC interaction like it was in the past. But now instead of talking about multiple brands, it's talking about that one unique brand. But in luxury specifically, I would highly suggest brands only focusing on a one-to-one approach. A one-to-many approach is fine in a social media aspect to for customers to gauge information and research on the products that the company is selling. But when you're actually interacting with customers, a one-to-one approach feels as though you are getting that exclusivity feeling. You're getting that luxurious feeling. I like to use an example of the luxury gift card where you don't have to buy a physical gift card for people. You can do a luxury virtual gift card where you can interact on a one-to-one interaction with someone. Your special someone set aside a certain number of items to select from. And through a one-to-one virtual interaction, you can select it in real time. That's something that makes customers feel so exclusive, so unique. And it's something that luxury retailers are adapting. So that's a virtual experience. And it has to do with two people interacting either over camera or one person's on camera 
I don't know about you. If I'm doing online shopping at home, I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> so, so, but I don't have a problem looking at the other person on camera. So, but it's really nice because you can see the products and so on and so forth. So then you have your chat box, which is, I swear I could do, we could do an entire series on chat boxes alone, but it's more so, okay, companies know that they need a chat box, but in my opinion, only about 10% of companies are actually doing a decent job at it. So a company that I think does a phenomenal job with the chat box is actually Spanx. They do a phenomenal job with communicating with their customers and directing them into a place where they're in the right place, but also talking to a trained sales professional to drive sales. I've actually used them as like a training and a baseline for a lot of clients that we work with. So online is in my opinion, through the chat box is through an online experience, an online interaction is through a chat box where you have a computer or a phone in many cases that is kind of like a guard that you have up. So people will say and do however they feel on this chat box. (laughs) And there's no repercussions because you're not actually talking to the person in a live setting like you are in virtual. So it's even more imperative that companies have their online chat or online communication set up really well. But there is a big difference between a virtual experience and an online chat box experience. And that's where you know we come in to educate around that. But uh, I hope that answers your question. It was a little bit down a rabbit hole there about about the one to one. Well, because I think the one thing that that I've been seeing a lot in in retail, especially, is that people have these terms and phrases for things, but like everyone kind of has their own ways of defining them. If that makes sense, totally. like I've seen totally. virtual experience be used to describe like a virtual, like a digital showroom that's like very shoppable, whereas like this is very service-oriented and and appointment-based, which I think kind of reaffirms or, or helps bring to light the value for luxury brands. 